Listening is loving. That's going to be our topic this evening here on Friendship Radio. Listening is loving. Developing the capacity to give the gift of listening. Here at Friendship, we strive constantly to offer the gift of listening through what we call listening hospitality. The being able to provide a safe atmosphere where you can dare to be yourself. And I personally very strongly believe that if I can really hear what you are saying, if I can create an atmosphere of safety, non-judgmental listening opportunities, then I believe I convey to you that I care, that I care about you, and that I offer you the gift of love. Recently in the local newspaper, there was a cartoon in which two people were in the panel shown. One of them was saying, we are going to talk, you are going to listen. Many of the conversations that take place in our daily lives, so often that tends to be what we mean. We are going to talk, you are going to listen, because what is the focus of most dialogues? Two people talking, and usually the power of listening is lost. In fact, as I look at some conversations, I sometimes get the impression that two deaf people are talking to each other. They are both talking. A talks for a while, and B is sitting there thinking, well, when is he going to stop? When can I interrupt with what I want to say? We, as social people, want to be heard. So, one of the real cornerstones that we're going to talk about tonight is that a way of conveying affection, affirmation, and love for another person is to be able to give the gift of non-advice, non-problem-solving, non-judgmental, affirmative, nurturing, caring, loving, listening, active listening, being an active participant in the dialogue, but focusing on the gift of listening. Now, we all know that listening is a something that can be very powerful and effective. I remember a story that a speaker was telling at a banquet, and I forget exactly how long ago I heard this, but he was mentioning that a man had stopped on the freeway. His car, there was something wrong with the engine, and a, an individual pulled up behind and got out and said, how can I help? And the man says, well, if I can get it up to 30 to 35 miles an hour, then it will roll and catch itself. So the person got back in the car. The driver waited. Just suspecting something, he looked into his rearview mirror, and coming right down at him at 30 miles an hour, this was the other car. Now, all this demonstrates is that oftentimes we do not listen. Oftentimes we don't tell people and we make a lot of erroneous assumptions that just because someone is silent or someone nods their head or says, okay, that they really heard what we said. But being able to communicate effectively, we'll save that for another program. Tonight, we're talking about listening. What did I just say? I've been talking for a couple of minutes. What did I just say? What have I said since this program started? Can you tell me 
what I have talked about? Or did you go on something called automatic pilot waiting for me to get to something that would be really important and kind of jump right out of your radio at you? One of the basic places to start if you want to give the gift of listening is to be able to respond to the question, what did I just say? If you can tell me, yes, James Huey, this is what I heard you say, and you have any recollection accurately of what I have said, then you have given me a very valuable gift. So as you interact with people and you practice just in the days ahead, practice, what did you just say? Can I tell you what you just said? That is a very concrete and a very powerful way of starting to develop the habit and the skills that come necessary with giving the gift of listening. If I were to ask you to list the people that you like, for example, list five people that you like, and on the other side of the sheet, list five people that you dislike. Now, as you make these lists, we went back and looked at them together, and I said, well, which list contains the most effective listeners? The people you like or the people you dislike? Well, my experience has been, as I have done workshops on communication skills, is that we generally tend to like people who listen to us. And that goes back to the basic premise. We like to talk. We like to tell others about ourselves. So therefore, we tend to dislike people who don't listen. Now that's a generalization, and it's you know presented as such. But most people prefer people who are good listeners, or adequate listeners, or even average listeners, because there's a real shortage of excellent listeners. If you want to see yourself as a positive, affirming person, developing the listening skill is one way of doing that. Each day, you and I are confronted with the opportunity to interact verbally with other people. People are looking for you to listen to them. You are looking for people to listen to you. So, with all of these various choices that you have, you must make a decision. For example, are you listening to me right now, focused entirely on what I'm saying, or are you doing another task while you and I are having this dialogue? Same thing with people. For example, if you walk into an individual's desk, uh, an office, and they're sitting behind the desk, and they continue to shuffle papers while you're trying to talk, or they thumb their fingers on the desk, or they look at the ceiling, or they do any a number of other activities that indicate they're not interested in listening, well, generally, you are turned off. The same thing goes as you focus with people. You want to be heard, so you get a chance to choose What did I just say? See, I'm going to ask that question periodically here because that's important. What did you just hear me say? And part of that is developing the skill of listening. What kinds of attitudes, what kinds of behaviors do you convey to people that say, please talk to me, I want to hear? Or what behaviors and attitudes and feelings do you convey to people that say, well, you can talk, 
but I don't want to listen. I'm going to tune into another frequency, and I'm going to do some other kind of behaviors or some other activities while you're talking. We have the choice, and people do convey very clearly whether they wish to listen to us or whether they do not. And if they do, to what degree? For example, as I say, you're tuned in to me, but you can either focus entirely on what I'm saying and exclude other possibilities, or I can just be one of many other sounds in your background. That choice is yours. And the more you develop the capacity to focus as you listen, the more powerful and affirming becomes your gift of listening. If your listening is mixed in with a variety of other activities, then the gift does not convey as effectively or as strongly when you give it to another person. I, as a human being, want to be heard. I want you to hear my feelings, my beliefs, my opinions, and my values. I'm like every other human being that I've ever encountered. I want to be heard for the things which make me unique. I like to think that I'm typical and average and normal, true, but I also believe that I am unique and special. And in this uniqueness, in this specialness, I want you to hear those things that make James Huey the person that I happen to be. And the things that make me unique are my feelings, my beliefs, my opinions, and my values. Not necessarily the fact of my job, not necessarily the fact of my physical makeup, not necessarily the fact of my brain power, but how to combine these into the things that make my own unique character, my feelings, beliefs, opinions, values, and so forth. I want to communicate with you. And the reality is we, I believe, are born social animals wanting to communicate with other people. We want to communicate with other people. Now, oftentimes we learn that other people don't want to hear us or make choices that make it uncomfortable for us to present ourselves. But the reality, I believe, is that at our core, we still want to communicate. If you say you will listen to me, I believe that listening is more than not talking. Many of us make the mistake as we dialogue that just because you're not talking or I'm not talking, that that means we're listening. That isn't true. I said if you look at most conversations, it often appears that two deaf people are talking. Well, that's what happens in a lot of conversations. One isn't talking, but that doesn't assume uh, that they're listening. In my teaching experience, one of the things that really woke me up was making and making a really discovery was I, as a teacher, was presenting information at the front of the classroom. And my class was quiet. I had 40 students in there who were listening to this great oration about world geography or uh, the government of the United States or newspapers and current events. But were they listening? Not necessarily. One of the things that was always a shock to me was, where were these students when I was giving them the answers as I test them? These students weren't dumb. They weren't stupid. They weren't incapable of learning. It's just 
they had decided to sit there quietly, smile, nod their head, make a note on the notebook every once in a while to convey the image that they were listening, but their minds were thousands of miles away, their hormones were uh, churning up and looking for a member of the opposite sex in the classroom, thinking of dating, their part-time job, uh, frustrations with their parents, they weren't listening. So one of the things that as you decide to give the gift of listening is to convey that it has to be more than just not talking. Never make the assumption that as you talk that I'm listening just because I'm saying nothing. Listening takes active involvement. It takes effort. It really requires a person to become involved in a dialogue. I also believe that conversation and dialogue is more than taking turns. A lot of people structure their conversation on, you talk, then with a respectable pause of maybe a second or two, then I'll talk. Now, it may or not have anything to do with what you just said. Now, what did I just say? Listening is more than taking turns. So, as we dialogue, it really remembers that as you talk, I can respond to you. I can listen to what you have to say, and there can be a pause. That having a period of silence in between sentences or paragraphs in our conversation is a-okay. There is no requirement that there be a nonstop and <sighs> never come up for air component of our dialogue taking place. I believe that as I give this gift of listening hospitality, that there is a combination of skills and attitudes. Now, the skills are some of the things we've been talking about, being able to ask the question, what did I just say? Recognizing that we have to do more than take turns. We have to realize that there is more than just being silent. We develop some skills. We learn how to ask questions, which we'll get to in a moment. But the combination of skills requires a positive attitude. Do I really want to hear what you have to say? A lot of people say, of course I do, but not really. It requires giving a valuable gift. It requires giving you my time, my energy. This is a gift of attitude, saying, I want to hear. And if I don't understand, I'm going to seek some clarification. I'm going to become involved in what you have to say. I'm going to do more than just sit here and go, uh-huh. I know that sometimes in counseling, there is the what they call the non-directional approach. And this works for a lot of people. And in some situations, it's very positive where the counselor goes, mm-hmm, yes, mm, I see. But the kind of dialogue we're talking about is being able to say that, plus, I'm not sure what you meant by this, or could you tell me more about that, or did you mean such and such when you said this and that? So we're talking about the gift of listening being a combination of skills plus the attitude. I really want to hear what you have to say, and I'm going to make the necessary investment of time and energy to become involved in you. 
As we both know, we live in a society that values talking. My rewards come from talking to you tonight, and yet I make my living basically by being a professional listener. But society, the society that you and I live in, values talking. We get our rewards and are given our rewards by the way in which we talk to other people. Now, this, of course, comes from a parental background where our parents started us off on life by telling us what was important, what should be valued, what we should do and what we shouldn't do. And that was an appropriate beginning. But so often we became imitators. We learn how to tell people something, but we have difficulty learning how to listen. So we know telling someone is what is rewarded. People go and take public speaking classes. People get promotions by being able to speak well before others. The reality is that we put more emphasis on talking. And most of us sincerely believe that we are good listeners. And the reality is not that at all. Most people are poor listeners. They could not respond to the question, what did I just say? What did I just communicate to you? Do you recall that? Are you paying attention to what I am saying so that you could give me the gift of saying, I'm hearing you say this. We believe that we are effective listeners and therefore we tend to either discount it because we believe that there are, the world is full of listeners except for the people around us. And listening is so easy because it doesn't take any money and it doesn't take any effort. All you have to do is just keep your mouth shut. Even in our psychology of abnormal behavior, people can be accepted in our society for verbally praying to a higher being. But sometimes if they go out and say the higher being has responded and talked to them, then sometimes they can get in trouble and perceived as being maybe having uh, hallucinations or maybe they're having uh, uh, some kind of distorted behavior pattern. See, we need to be able to talk because that's power of communication. But an equal part of that equation, just like in prayer, is being able to listen. If you and I are talking, then we also need to be able to develop the capacity to listen. Now, you and I both know there are four areas in which most people like to talk. What's number one? And I'm not sure you don't even have to think about it. What is the area that most people like to talk about? They like to talk about themselves. I like to talk about me. And you like to talk about you. And you know, as you think about that, that is almost a built-in conflict the very moment we meet. If you and I are meeting for the very first time, I have a tendency to want to talk about me. One of us has to decide who is going to give the gift of listening. Now, of course, it doesn't work if both of us want to listen. I mean, if there's anything less effective than two talkers talking, it's two listeners trying to listen to each other. 
this is a balance between talking and listening. Okay, we say that first, we like to talk about ourselves. And what's the second thing? Well, we like to talk about our opinions and our beliefs. Most people will give you an opinion about something even if they've never heard of it, even if they have no concept of what in the world it is about. You can go and people will give you an opinion because they want to be heard. We go back to it. Healthy people, unhealthy people, all people want to be heard by someone. Heard and understood. So, I want to give you about my opinions and my beliefs. And what is the third? Well, if you live in a small town like I've lived in, one or two, if you've ever been on a confined uh, area like a cruise ship, you know that if we can't talk about me, let's talk about other people. Gossip. Boy, isn't it fun? In fact, in a lot of small towns I've lived, that's one of the primary forms of recreation. People talking about other people. And what's number four? Well, sorry, folks, but the last thing that most people want to talk about is you. I want to talk about me, and if I can't do that, I'll talk about other people. And then last, we'll talk about you. Because then I have to listen. I have to invest the skills and energies required to listen. Yeah, that makes it kind of a contradiction. Because if that's the last thing I want to talk about, and it's the first thing you want to talk about, then we have to make some compromises. We have to communicate in a way that will be positive and effective for us. We can go on automatic pilot. We can just go through waiting and hearing from things. But basically, it's making a choice. If you talk about automatic pilot, it's just, you know, are you listening? Are you really tuning in with work? Are you making the effort necessary? to become involved. Well, I believe that if you can, then you are giving a most powerful and affirming gift that truly listening is loving. Before leaving tonight, I want you to know that I do appreciate the gift that you've given me each time we gather together here on Friendship Radio, and that's the gift of hearing what I have to say. I really, really do appreciate it. Thank you very much for what you've done in giving me a gift that helps affirm my own values as a human being.